This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, guys. uh, I got to tell you really quick uh, before we go on to anything else about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. I've been telling you guys about them for several weeks now. Brian and I both have. Uh, we love seeing you guys send us those photos on social media of you guys hanging out out there, uh, enjoying a cold beer, enjoying some wings or a burger or whatever else. Uh, it warms our heart, and I know it warms Boomer Jack's heart. Uh, we're glad that you guys are enjoying it as much as we do. I keep telling you guys specifically about Tuesdays and Wednesdays because Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they've got great deals the rest of the week as well. Drink special starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, and it is the coldest beer anywhere around. And it, it's just the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, a happy hour spot for you and your coworkers, Boomer Jacks is perfect for that. If you're looking for a nice dinner spot for the family somewhere to unwind, it's a great spot too. My kids love the tableside s'mores that they bring out there. If you're looking for somewhere to watch the game, Boomer Jacks, man, wall-to-wall TVs. And I mean that literally. The TVs fill up the walls at Boomer Jacks. You are going to be so glad you went there. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, uh, let's run through a couple of these other names here. And and we'll flesh out the position a little bit around this next name because I think it's it's relevant to talk about some of these other guys. One of the guys that they're bringing in here is Trenton Simpson, uh, the linebacker from yeah. Clemson. Uh, and, and this is, this one's an interesting one in terms of, I, I don't know that a lot of people would be thrilled with a Trenton Simpson pick. Uh, I, I mean, I think you already, it's easy probably because of Clemson and he's a freak athlete for people to go, oh, he's Isaiah Simmons. Right. Uh, that one gets thrown around a little bit, but, uh, Trenton Simpson, a, a fantastic athlete, big time college pedigree, your, your thoughts on Trenton Simpson. And then maybe we'll discuss a little bit. Some of the linebackers around. Yeah. It's six two two thirty five. I thought this guy was a really good, I see him as inside linebacker, have him on my stack on my board in the inside linebackers in the second round is where I have him. So, but he's one of my, he's one of the top guys. When you start to talk about the inside linebackers, I'll put out my board here so everybody can see that. But you know, uh, like Sanders is from Arkansas outside Simpson from Clemson inside Campbell from Iowa inside. So my second round linebackers inside Simpson and Campbell would be that guy. Then Henley all the way down Washington state in the third round, just to give you an idea where I've got my guys. But the thing with Trenton Simpson is that he moves and reacts really, really well. And when he can cover some ground, when he's on the move, he's got physical power. There's some pop. There's some strength to his game. He's got some sideline to sideline to his game. He plays downhill. I didn't see him get knocked back or pushed off balance. He was always attacking. He doesn't, you know, he, you know, he's always, you know, he, he's avoiding blocks by playing on the move, which doesn't mean he gets hooked up a lot. But I mean, he can use his hands. He finishes well, the leverage part of it. If you watch the North Carolina State game, he kind of played as a spy in that game, it was used as a blitzer some. You got to love the way this guy attacks the ball. I mean, he's a forward player to him. So I kind of like the toughness, the hard nose. I just don't see him coming off the field. But, 
you know what, like I say, I didn't see him as that like enough for me to put in that first round. I think he's probably a, a player that's somewhere between, you know, maybe 21 and 28 where you kind of figure out where, uh, where he is on your board. So the, the name that I want to throw in here, I want to throw in a couple other linebacker names here, because if, if they're considering a Trenton Simpson potentially at 26, um, maybe there are other names that we should be talking about here. One of the guys that I know you have not been as high on as some of the, some other folks. I think I actually like him uh, more than you do. That's Drew Sanders from Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Sanders, a local guy from Denton Ryan? Um, but, but what are your thoughts on Sanders and is, is it a thing where you just don't buy into the hype of him being like a top 15 player or you don't necessarily even know that you'd feel comfortable at 26? I, you know what? I, he's another guy. Again, I mentioned it. I have in the second round and you know, this guy, he was a transfer from Alabama. And so six four two thirty five, the guy can flow. He keeps his eyes on the ball. I like the way he reacts. I like the awareness, the instinct. You know, there's things about him though that there's a there were a couple of snaps where he got caught up and he wasn't getting to the ball. You know, I mentioned about the flow and stuff and keeping his eyes and react. But if you say something you don't like about the guy, I I thought there was a couple of those snaps where he just he didn't do exactly what he needed to do to to get off and to make the play. I, I think that the thing about him is that he got power in this guy at 6'4", 235. He can walk blockers back. I mean, you see some mm-hmm. leverage and power. That's as a pass rusher. So you do see that time, like I say, to walk those guys back. He could get the quarterback on the ground. I mean, if you're talking about a guy – now, this is interesting because, you know, when you start to talk about Micah Parsons, I can't show you film where Micah Parsons and people like, oh, Broadus, you just didn't look – I could show you film where Micah Parsons wasn't in college used at Penn State as a rush end. Yeah. I could show you film of Drew Sanders being a linebacker and a rush end. I could show you that. If you said, oh, well, hey, Drew Sanders is as a as a as a rusher, uh, he's get he got you know, he got five sacks, six sacks. I could go back and show you at Arkansas where he did that. You know, so to me, that's where if you're looking for that type of guy. That could be maybe the opposite. Could play linebacker, but also give you some pass rush. That's kind of where Drew Sanders is. I think his height and his length also gives him some chance as a, as a, in some coverage. But I think that because of his movement stuff too. But I'm kind of feeling like his rush ability is better than his drop ability. Yeah, I, I think that if you were to look at. I think that he he draws some comparisons to me, at least in terms of the skill set uh, to a guy like uh, the way Anthony Barr was coming out um, a, a little bit less. Uh, I like think I think Barr was a little bit better rusher. I think that's Barr what I was about to say. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like Sanders is a little bit better natural linebacker. linebacker yeah, Barr is a better rusher. So he's yeah. whereas Barr was kind of like an edge linebacker hybrid he might be yeah. a linebacker edge hybrid i remember um, yeah i remember real quick bobby going to the uh, we were valley ranch mm-hmm. and one of the last few times we were at valley ranch and i remember leaving my office and walking down the hall and i saw will mcclay's light on in his room so i knocked on the door poked my head in there 
And he was putting together a tape of Anthony Barr, UCLA, as a pass rusher. You know, everybody's talking about him. Is he an end? Is he a linebacker? And I remember sitting there with Will, and we were watching him play. And Will's like, I'm like, what are you trying to sell him as? And I'm trying, he goes, I'm trying to sell him as a rusher. I'm trying to sell him as a rusher to my guys. And so that's that, you know, I don't know if you could sell Sanders just as a rusher, but I think you could sell him as a as a good enough linebacker that can rush. Yeah, and like I said, he he's not quite uh bar as a pass rusher. And I no. think I, I think that, but I mean, I think you see some of the other things. I think you see similar athleticism. I think you see a I think you see guys who both had some trouble with eye candy playing as linebackers on their college tape. That that's so, some of the misdirection stuff got both of them. Um, you know, maybe maybe the better comparison is a better rushing version of what Vander Esch was coming out. Sure. Vander Esch was a guy who his problem is something that Sanders says. Remember, Vander Esch had problems getting off of blocks. Getting off blocks, yeah. And and that doesn't I don't see that as much with Sanders. Sanders' instincts are not as good. That's that's the biggest question I have with him. The other linebacker that I'm curious about, and a guy that I really, really like, and I don't think is getting enough discussion, but should we have Day and Henley from Washington State God, in the same I love that guy. As Sanders? Should yeah. he be in the same conversation with Sanders and Simpson? Absolutely he should, but you know, the coward I am have him in the third round, and he's actually probably a better player than that. I bet you he goes before that when you start to talk about the inside linebackers. You know that that I've seen, but you know he's six one. He's two twenty five. People might be turned off by his size, but this guy's got a nose for the ball, man. Instincts, recognition. When he sees it, man, he is gone. I mean, you, he is a great job of attacking. His mission is to be the first guy there. You see it every single time with the way that he runs. That he is going to try to beat everybody to the football. He's a really good open field tackler. He true wrap up guy. And he plays downhill and he plays in a hurry. And he's tough as he's a tough as a boot, is one of my notes that I said about him. And I love the I love the fact that like he's a hard guy to fool. You mentioned about Sanders and some of the eye candy and the misdirection stuff like that. Yeah. This guy's not going to be out of position. No. Galen Henry is not he is not going to be out of position uh when you watch him play. So uh, two more names here on the defensive line that we see they're visiting. Uh, the the first one is from LSU. Go Tigers. Uh, Go Tigers. Devin Roy, uh, the defensive tackle, 6'3", 305, Baton Rouge native, uh, a guy that the Cowboys are, are visiting here. Uh, your thoughts on Jacqueline Roy as a, a potential? This would be, at least for me, Brian, I don't know about you, this for me would be more like a third or fourth round guy. Yeah, no, I think you absolutely have him right. And and to be honest with you, let me see where I exactly where I put him there off the top of my head when we're starting to look at these uh these defensive linemen. Uh I have him I actually have him in the fifth round myself, is where I've got him. And I know the Cowboys are probably a lot higher on him uh than others. Uh, but I kind of feel like that uh that you know he's a guy that he was highly recruited out of LSU. And you mentioned he's yep. from Baton Rouge. He was projected as the next best big thing for the LSU defense. And the more you watch, the more you like the way he plays. But he's a little tight in the way. So he doesn't always like, you know, when you watch him play in the gap, the leverage and stuff like that. But his upper body strength and power is he's got a lot of energy. 
you know, he could, he's got a, he's a guy who could kind of play a couple different ways. He could one gap up the field. When I mean one gap is you take that shoulder and you just fire the gap. And then you also can get him to play some two gap where he'll extend his hands. He'll look inside, look outside, and then he'll, you know, but he needs to be a little bit more consistent taking on blocks. I think there's, there's, there's been some limited starting experience though with him at LSU, but you know, he, he's just got to get better with his pass rush plans and stuff like that. He's really disrupted because of his power. He's not going to win with pass rush moves because he's just going to try and bully guys. That's kind of how I see this guy playing. The other guy that they uh, that we have on the 30-visit list of the five that are confirmed right now is Tyler Lacey, the defensive end from Oklahoma State. I know that's a guy you haven't uh, been able to watch yet. No. I watched him last week just because I knew he was eligible for a local visit. Right. And so I was anticipating he was going to get invited because of that. And he, he, I guess, is getting the national visit just from the reports. I trust the report that we're hearing. It came from Calvin Watkins. And they have visited local guys as nationals before because you get different things you can do with guys when it comes to nationals as opposed to just a local visitor. Um, but Tyler Lacey, man, at Oklahoma State, that's a guy who, when you look at the build, just the build, Brian, it's a, it looks like the – you know, the the laboratory-created defensive end. He's 6'4", he's 280. Mm. The arms are, I think, 34. If not, they're just, they're just close. The hands are damn near 11. Um, so just like a big, powerful – but the stunning thing is that when you hear a frame like that, what do you think, Brian? What, what do you think the play style is just when you hear 6'4", 280, long arms, big hands, like you think power, right? right. Like, like well, you, yeah, like, that's – You think a strong side yeah, defensive because- end. Exactly. Parcells taught us that the 6'4", 6'5", 285 is usually what we call a five technique or a head-up defensive end in a 3-4. Because you talk about length, you talk about hand strength, you know, you talk about, I mentioned the ability to two-gap, inside, outside, control the blocker at the point of attack. That's that when uh, I go all the way back to a guy when we first started putting guys together, Chris Canty, who was drafted by the Cowboys. Again, I know that goes way back in the day. But yeah. you know the, that that uh, that uh, a 2005 draft. I and, and I know it was a long time ago, but the six four six five two eighty five guy at defensive end was always what we called a, a five technique or a head up player. Yeah, and L- Lacey's a guy who also like with all those measurables. You're talking about a guy who benched thirty reps Jeez. at combine. Well, now, and okay, so, that's so impressive. That- yeah, yeah, but you hear that? You hear that, Brian? You watch it. There is a stunning lack of power when he plays. No. It's it's unreal how often he gets. What's pulled. my phobia? What's my what? What do we call that thing? I when I when players don't play very strong, like my offensive tackle. Oh, oh, your your bias. My bias. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Please. But you know what? If a guy is long armed and he's benched thirty, what? How many times did you say? Thirty reps. Thirty reps with long arms. Geez, that's hard to do, man. And he's not. But a you know, player. and I got to watch that, him tonight because here's 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 I, the I test. Going, it, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to. That I don't want to spoil. I don't want to get get you in your head thinking uh, like like I don't. I don't want to to poison the waters for you. But I just think when I saw the guy, I see you look at the frame. You go, okay, that's a lab laboratory built strong side defensive end who should play with. Right. He's a guy who actually like from what I see doesn't rush to the chest a lot. He's not a bull because when he bull rushes, he loses. Wow. It, it's it's something that doesn't totally. And then you look at he's a five one one forty guy. He's a seven six three cone guy so there's stiffness in the testing i don't think you see a lot of you know fluid hips in 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 his taste so to me it's just it looks like a guy who 
looks the part of should be a good strong side defensive end, but hasn't put the tools together yet to be that kind of a player. And so I, I don't know what the thought is with Tyler Lacey. Lacey is not a guy I would pick probably until the sixth round. Um, just because I, I don't like a guy who looks everything about you screams, you should play with power and you don't, you, you, you lose when it, whenever things become physical and, and there's not like a lot of bend there. I will say he, you know, he's, he's got a little bit of nuance with the pass rush. Um, and so that's, that's something that's encouraging that you see there. But to me, I just, I look at it and I go, that feels like somebody who should be a better bull rusher should be a better edge setter should be somebody um, who has more success playing with power than he does. Yeah. You are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.